Okay, welcome everyone to uh, Giovanni Ferrosi's No Limit Podcast. Giovanni Ferrosi, right here. So uh, glad you joined me. Uh, Mike Jones, thanks for uh, being my uh, teammate here on, on the podcast. Thanks for having me on your show again. Yeah, Appreciate it. Yeah, it's always a great time. And um, I love having Mike on because he gives me you know, the Florida perspective in addition to the small business perspective, in addition to the entrepreneur perspective. And, uh, you know, kind of get it all. And he's also a sports enthusiast. So it all works. Yeah. And uh, I think we think very similarly about a lot of things, which is very nice. I'd love to be the good cop, bad cop, but I just don't have it in me, you know? Hey, you know what? I'm at the point in life. I don't want arguments (laughs) or people who think like me. So thank you. Um, So I'll tell you what, uh, I think this week uh, has uh, an added, uh, you know, responsibility when it comes to politics and it comes down to the vice president's or vice presidential debate. Um, Personally, I I had been of the view that we really needed to understand um, who uh, Senator Harris was uh, in case something happens to um, former Vice President Joe Biden. What I think with uh, the events of the last uh, you know week or two uh, with with the president getting COVID and his team and everyone else, that it's just as important uh, that Vice President Mike Pence uh, get a uh, relook uh, in his case from the American public. And then the decision is, who do you think would be and would make um, you know the better president? Uh, that is a very, very real, important decision. We should take it seriously at every uh, election. But I think, um, you know, it's a, it's a little bit more of an awareness thing, I, go, I think, going into this one. Because you do have uh, both candidates at an advanced age. Uh, and you, you, you need to understand, you know, if, if something happens. And that's why we have a vice president, really. Yes. I mean, let's face it, they're, you know, not doing a lot of other things, uh, a lot of ceremonial things and, you know, some responsibilities, but they're really there in case something happens to the president. You know, so so tell me, what, what will you be looking for uh, on Wednesday night's debate uh, between the two vice presidential candidates? Well, it's uh, someone who has a ton of experience putting people in jail <laughs> versus somebody that, you know, um, I, I think that that Trump had to pick him to get a little bit more of the military and the higher operations on in under his not resume, but on the ticket. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what she has prided herself on really is like sort of the opposite of what we've seen happening with all the stuff with race and, and everything really. So it's very interesting to see how people are going to re- respond to that. Right. Right. So I think what, what I just heard and I correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. Is, you kind of, you know, have your mind made up, let's say, as to, you know, in the early stages of who's who, you, because you've been able to see Mike Pence for a while. And then there's some narrative on on um, Kamala Harris. Uh, but the reality is when you break down just what you know about her, um, that, you know, there's some problem areas there, especially when we're dealing about, you know, dealing with uh, discussions on race and, you know, incarceration and everything else. And that's why I'm kind of blown away. Um, often when I hear people just support Biden who know nothing about him and it's like, well, do you know anything about him? I mean, like that, that's where it kind of gets a little bit weird, but it doesn't, if you don't like the president, 
So, you know, we, we are where we are, and I think all indications are, at least publicly, I'm not saying I agree with this, I'm just saying publicly, that Joe Biden seems to have the lead down the stretch, okay? That's what the perception, or uh, I think, from those that take, you know, mass media in um, and 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 want to, you know, take it as gospel, let's say, uh, that, you know, they, they believe that he has at least, uh, you know, eight, 10 point lead. Some think it's more than that. So we have roughly a month to go. Not even now. We, you know, we're down the stretch. I personally believe there's a silent majority. So whatever that number is, isn't the number. Now, I don't know how far behind or, or if it's even or Trump's ahead. I don't know. But what I do know is that, you know, the debate between the vice presidential candidates has to come across to me as someone who could be president of the United States of America. And for someone who, you know, I consider Mike Pence, you know, more vanilla, let's say, but you know, just can't hurt. I don't know how much it can help. I don't think it can hurt, you know, type of thing. Um, that might be okay right now if you want to get if you all if all you guys want to take a break from uh, from uh, you know uh, the royal battle uh, whatever you want to call it uh, of the last uh, year or two or four or whatever's going on if you guys all want to take a break well you know Mike Pence isn't that bad you know if uh, if he were to become you know president now, obviously there's some aspects of his personal beliefs that people have a, a big issue with yeah um, and. And you're going to have to, you know, determine if that's something that's going to, you know, be impacted by his presidency or not, uh, if he were to assume the presidency. Obviously, we wish both men, uh, President Trump and uh, Vice President Joe Biden, uh, good health and, uh, you know, continued long life. Uh, that goes without saying. But, you know, the reality is that's what we're really viewing the vice presidential debate on is can they be president in case something happens? So, um, and just an uh, interesting point is that Joe is saying he's a transitional candidate, right? Four years, the max, and then he's out. Well, that's what he said. See, that's, 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 you know, goes back to being a politician. Sure. So now he's not saying that anymore. He okay, said he did yeah. not commit he's to that. Back, yeah. He did, did not commit to that. Even though we all heard it, um, he's saying he did not commit to it. So we'll see where that goes. Um, but, you know, we'll see this. So this is important. And the other thing I want to bring up is something that um, I think is super important, and that's the Supreme Court situation. So now you have a number of senators that have COVID-19, and I'm going to guess that there's going to be one heck of a battle as to the actual floor vote, as to the actual participation to get to the number needed to confirm. And um, I think it was Senator Ron Johnson that said he'll wear an astronaut suit or something or whatever it takes for him to go vote. He literally said that today. Um, if, you know, that it might take that. I don't know. I don't know what kind of protocols people are going to set up uh, to, to, to kind of, you know, try and make you go, you know, th do three laps around D.C. before you can find a door that'll let you in, I guess, to vote. Uh, you know, there could be all kinds of stuff going on. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. almost like it is like a movie. It's like a movie. I mean, can you imagine you say, oh, no, you can't go that way. And you're like, oh, my God, I get to, my, to the floor to vote. Uh, you're going to have to go that way. <laughs> Takes a long way around. <laughs> can you imagine? I can only imagine. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, I'm, I only laugh because it's so 
crazy, the whole thing. So um, very important. I don't think that we are in an absolute situation anymore. If you asked me a week ago, two weeks ago, did I think the nominee would be the next Supreme Court justice? I would have said, yeah, game's over. They won. Who knows till it's over. So yeah. so we'll see what, that ha what happens there. So um, I'm going to, you know, transition, I think, to to business for, for just a few minutes. And then today I really want to talk about Puerto Rico at the end. Um, I think it's important to really understand what's happening in Puerto Rico. Uh, but on the business side, you know, you, you have a situation now where I think if you're in business, you should absolutely ask yourself, should you still stay in business? So I pride myself on saying some things that I don't think you're going to hear from most people because I think uh, they're either lined up on the side of, you know, motivational types and rah-rah and go open a business and, you know, do everything. You're going to do it. Congratulations. You're going to be okay and you're going to succeed. And then there are those that, you know, don't care and uh, they just have a job uh, and they'll talk about, you know, whatever they're trying to sell you. And then I hope uh, you're hearing from me a little bit, which is, you know, do a self inventory and the inventory isn't, you know, physical, it's mental. You know, is your mind still in the game? Do the numbers still match? You know, can you be in the hospitality business and survive with 50% capacity? I think you're seeing on the large scale, you know, m announcements of mass closings of cinemas, of other things where they're just, they did the math, it's just not going to work. You know, did you do the math for your business? So you owe yourself that discussion. You owe it to your investors. You owe it to your family, to your employees, to uh, people that are important to you, your suppliers, everybody. Just make sure you're on the, um, you know, honesty page as to can you survive what's going on or should you be doing something else? Should you be either scaling down, pausing, thinking of a new concept? thinking of a new location, you know, I, I think, uh, again, blue states, red states, who's managing it, these things should all be questions for you guys. I think, you know, it's, it's too simple for the question to be, what does the future look like? Work from home, what do you prefer? Work from home, work for the office, a combination. Like, that's what I'm seeing as like the poll questions. And I think they should be, should be living in the north, should be living in the south, should be living in the red state, should be living near the water, should be living near a bunch of people, should be moving to Wyoming. Where where should you be? That's the real question. And I think what's really cool about finding a positive side of everything that's happened this year with COVID, we've found new revenue streams in our business. Um, we wanted people to come to media zone and record podcasts mm -hmm. and now everyone wanted to have fancy zoom calls at home and so now we got into the consulting of home studio design and awesome. and helping people with equipment and gear and so it was a blessing in disguise for us where we could take a positive spin well what do i always talk about right so i always talk about the second and third order effect of the decisions you know, we use it in the military and people don't use it in business. They just look at, you know, a linear decision. Boom, let's do this. Un not understanding everything that's going to impact. Sure. And so as, a, you know, oftentimes it's a negative, uh, you know, assessment that, that provides you that second, third order effect and you're dealing with it. On the positive side, you just heard what Mike said. 
okay, hey, you know what? Let's put a rentable podcast studio together. Let's do X, Y, Z. Let's promote it. All of a sudden, guys like me show up. Say, hey, you know what? I like that. It's ready made. I'll find out how to get there. No worry about it. I'm in studio. And then, you know what? What's the natural next step? Maybe I want a studio. Come set me up. Yeah. You know, et cetera. So I think that's a wonderful, uh, you know, really good example of how you can innovate off of necessity and just keep moving forward. Right. But the key is move forward. So with that, I'm also going to transition to Puerto Rico. So Puerto Rico right now is in the news because of uh, really a number of things. Uh, the first and foremost is all of a sudden you're seeing the, you know, the spigot open and here comes the money. Right. Oh, yeah. Here comes the money. And uh, people saying, well, President Trump's doing an election year. Hey, I don't care why. It's not as if we didn't know it was coming. It's already been approved. So if it's coming last week, next week, two years from now, it's coming. It's, it's starting to move. Billions and billions of dollars. I cannot go on LinkedIn without getting three, four, five articles a day of businesses moving to Puerto Rico, expansion in Puerto Rico, infrastructure building in Puerto Rico, uh, economic activity to nothing uh, similar happening across the United States of America's mainland. And it just gives me great confidence, great insight as to what the future really holds, not just for Puerto Rico, but for the United States of America. Because in my opinion, Puerto Rico is absolutely the Hawaii of the, of the East. It is a, 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 a landmass that we can all get to in a matter of hours. It's the United States of America. If you're an American citizen, there's no passport. You're able to go there for, for travel, for business, for family. Um, you know, it's just an eye-opening experience. So I've been there a couple of years now. Super excited. Um, I, I, every day, you know, I can literally go on my iPad here. I can, you know, hit an article and, and uh, what do I see here? I must have saved something. Let me see. So the first one here. Oh, I saw something yesterday. Career opportunities for, um, what's this company here? Optum. You know, there's... Careers in Puerto Rico, and they have, you know, I'm giving these guys a free ad, but it's just, uh, it's, <laughs> it's the, the bottom, yeah, the bottom line, uh, business operations and finance, clinical, customer service and claims, data science, human capital and training, literally hundreds of jobs people need to fill. You're going to go uh, to, to you know, uh, the next article, and it's going to say, hey, Puerto Rico just got this investment coming in, or um, the, the Ritz Carlton's going to, you know, reopen 2022 or, you know, it's just article after article after article and you can't help, but be in, you know, a positive mode to say, okay, I am going to a place that's increasing economic activity. That's, you know, giving me a positive uplifting message of, you know, focus and, um, you know, con contribution to the United States in a positive way and on the larger scale it seems like all you know all indicators are we will we will put our pharmaceutical manufacturing back in puerto rico okay after an exodus uh, basically two decades ago so it will reconstitute in puerto rico that in and of itself is just unreal you know i mean put it in the in the i guess framework of you know if you were Finance, you'd be Wall Street. You know, you're, you're taking a pharmaceutical pharmaceutical industry and you're putting it in Puerto Rico again. So just imagine everything that comes off of that. 
And then, um, you know, hospitality is a given. Done. So much to do there. You have, um, you know, aerospace, engineers. You know, the, the universities in Puerto Rico produce some of the best engineers in the world. Uh, and then a little tinge of politics for a moment. Sure. You know, mo- most, but most people don't understand the Puerto Rican population. So over 10 million Puerto Ricans, okay, are, are in the world, right? But you have only 3.2 to 3.4 in Puerto Rico. Mm. So then you have the dynamics of the Puerto Ricans in New York, okay, and in Florida as some hubs. Yeah. Where the ones in New York, I think undoubtedly they're Democrat, they're, you know, certain views, et cetera. Then you have the island itself, which the governor today just endorsed President Trump. (laughs) And you have, you know, kind of a moderate flavor on the island, I'd say, more or less, more leaning right than left. And then you have, you know, what does the population, the displaced population, how are they going to affect some of the states that they moved to? Because now they can vote. (laughs) So the ones in Puerto Rico cannot vote on November 3rd. That's right, man. But the ones who live in Florida can. The ones who live in in New York can. And and obviously throughout the United States. So what is the dynamic there? Very, very, very interesting. Uh, Politics is, is, you know, a matter of numbers at this point. When I I talk about that, I'm talking about a couple of points here or there. Swings everything. Yeah. So it's very, very interesting. Interesting times. I will tell you uh, just lastly on, on Puerto Rico. You know, do yourself a favor, study it, you know, definitely make it an option to look at, to, to move to. Uh, it might sound, you know, weird when you first, you know, think about it, but why? It should be no different than if you're going to move to, you know, North Carolina, or you're going to move to Maine, or you're going to move to Wyoming, or you're going to move, you know, somewhere else, Arizona, Florida, whatever. Puerto Rico should be on your list. Look at the pros, the cons of everything. And I'm going to tell you, if you give it a good look, you're going to be super surprised and you're probably going to add 10 years to your life if you get the heck out of Dodge off the mainland, um, which I guess I'll continue the segue. I know people, my family members included, who the week of the election have rented houses in remote areas to get out of Dodge because they're scared what's going to happen that night or that week. Or that month. What are your thoughts on that? I've never been a city guy, so you might be asking the wrong person because I'm slightly biased. Um, but I, it was scary. Like even in West Palm Beach, which is right down the road, people laying down in the highway protesting, blocking I-95, and we're not even that big of a metropolitan area, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just put more people that are more angry in a smaller place and I could see how things could. So there's an eruption, right? Yeah. So, so I have to tell you as a lifelong conservative and, you know, someone who's, who has an R on his chest, uh, you know, officially, uh, from, from my time in politics and, and, and beyond, um, I don't think it's limited to one side. Sure. I think that the results of this election, if the integrity is not fully validated relatively quickly, that there will be a response. And um, I'm concerned about it. I'm concerned that the country 
will continue to be divided and it's not just going to be a matter of dialogue and opinion pieces in a newspaper. It can become physical and it can become violent. And I'm not here to be, you know, Debbie Downer and uh, the whole nine yards of, of uh, you know, Chicken Little and, you know, trying to scare everybody. But I just think it's fact. I think that you have, you know, two sides lining up rather quickly. And, you know, if the integrity isn't there, whoever, you know, claims victory, the other side's going to say, I don't think so. And if they say, I don't think so, what does that look like? Um, very scary times. Very scary times. Well, you you remember the olden days of politics, i.e. 10 years ago, where there was a big move to fire up the base. Mm -hmm. And it was always like um, a headline or something, right? But in the world that we live in now, there's so much accessibility. There's so much independent media. There's the Ben Shapiros and the Tim Pools and all these people that are constantly firing up the base. Well, no doubt about it. I think, you know, if we've given you an honest opinion, you know, in the presidential debate, you know, there was an uproar, obviously, with President Trump's response to the Proud Boys question and the whole nine yards. The, the reality is, you know, people are looking for any type of code words, any type of activation. But that goes a two-way street. Mm. Okay, it's a two-way street. And I'll tell you, as someone who's absolutely not a fan of the extreme left, that, you know, you should be focusing on where the fire is coming from. And so don't just perceive it to be there. Look at actually who's shooting at you. And um, I'm concerned. I, I told you there's, you know, definitely uh, people I know, friends, family, co-workers, et cetera, that are going to, um, you know, take, take off and, and, um, and not be around where they're from because they are concerned. While we're talking, I just saw a breaking news story here, and I just want to check it out because I believe it'll be impactful for people here. Um, so, breakdown in talks. No way between President Trump and the Democrats. So, as you said um, you know, earlier, the, the reality is it impacts a, a lot of things, and in this case, it's going to impact Wall Street immediately. So, you'll see a large drop. Um, you know, for, for the time that we're uh, recording this podcast. Sure. So, um, so with that, I won't just go on and on. I want to make sure that uh, everyone has a uh, wonderful um, rest of uh, the week. And um, thank you so much for always joining me. Uh, please tell your friends and family, anybody else you think would be interested. It's uh, Giovanni Ferrosi here. I'm joined by Mike Jones. I try and just bring you some raw, you know, feedback, some things that I, uh, feel are accurate because I'm, you know, getting the pulse from what I call on the ground activity. And I get it through um, both what I see and what I hear and what people send me and verification of that. And I think that, you know, for the most part, you don't have to agree with me at all on my particular stances or views or anything. But I hope when uh, you look at the veracity of the information that it's always accurate. So thank you very much for joining me. And I hope you reach out to me at uh, on my website, www.giovanniferrosi.com. You can also add this podcast in a number of different ways, Spotify, Google, Anchor, um, Anchor FM, my own, my own page there. A uh, number of different platforms. You might know the rest of them. Can you rattle them uh, off? Google Podcasts, Apple, YouTube. Okay. Instagram. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. My YouTube channel, please join me there. 
And uh, please follow me on social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook, I'm kind of capped, but um, Instagram and LinkedIn. Please join me. Have a great day. Great seeing you guys and take care. Ciao.